brag because nobody likes it when anybody brags, but Jihuan Bay was. Wait, I've already told you this a few times? Okay, I'm going to tell you again. My spring pick to click. Good morning to you. Dan Kovacevic, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this Pirates 7, Astros 4 on a three-run walk-off home run by Bay. And if it's taken in isolation, I mean, it's awesome, okay? There's nothing that tops a walk-off home run in the sport. And when it happens against the defending champs, when it happens in the wake of losing O'Neill Cruz and then really having the offense get silenced over the past couple of games, uh, it means that much more. But what has me still as intrigued now by Bay as I was back in the spring is this. He has a lot of room to get better. He has a ceiling. And his ceiling, unlike you know Cruz, who's who's got the superstar ceiling to him because of his outrageous physical tools. In Bay's case, we actually don't know how productive, how powerful, how generally dangerous a hitter this player can be. Why? Because we still haven't been able to grasp fully the impact of the new rules on offense. Bigger bases, easier to steal. Infielders not allowed to shift. More base hits through the holes. More pace to the game. Maybe the pitcher's getting a little tired or feeling like they're forced. Maybe you see, you know, a little more splash like what you saw from Bay. But here's another way to put it. Bay is batting 242, which is nobody's big deal, whether you're a person who still pays attention to batting average or not. And in this specific game, he was 0 for 4 before the home run. And yet, everyone's buzzing about him. Why? Well, you can talk about clutchiness. I'm not super into that concept. I believe it means something when you don't back down from a tough situation, but I don't necessarily believe that it's a repeatable skill to be clutchy, and oh my goodness, will the advanced analytics community ever back me on that one? But it's more that we just don't know. We just don't know because he's shown a lot, hits the other way, hits the other way purposefully, you know, old school style, one-handed, saw that in the opener, lays down really nice bunts, probably can get even better in that regard, steals almost effortlessly, and then You know, he hit one over the monster in Fenway, and he hit one over the Clemente wall here in Pittsburgh. And he was asked afterward uh, about his approach in that at bat with a couple guys on. You know, it was two strikes, and I didn't want to get strike out. And also, um, I was doing the leg kick before, but I tried not to do that, and then I hit the home run. 
yeah, he was thinking about getting better. Dropped a leg kick. Just said, I, I've got to find a way to just put this thing in play. He's certainly not thinking home run. But he went to put it in play, and he belted it. And I'll bet you, knowing what I know about how all hitting coaches hate leg kicks and eventually try to school them out of all of their hitters who use them or have ever used them, that you're going to see Andy Haynes approach Bay with this home run and say, see, see what you can do if you drop the leg kick? It's just another example of how he's very, very, very far from being a finished product, and yet we all already like, some of us love what we've seen. See, this is what I was talking about the other day when I said, okay, losing crews, obviously there's no masking that and there's no uh, sugarcoating it. It's awful for this team. For this team, I'm setting aside the personal stuff here. Just for this lineup to not have crews in it is, it's a lot of things. But you know what it isn't? It isn't crippling. If you can continue to get players to produce above whatever had been reasonable expectations. And when you have younger players involved, that's more likely than it is if you've just got a bunch of old guys. I look at Jack Sawinski hitting a home run last night as arguably as encouraging as Bay hitting one because that's what Jack does. He hits home runs at PNC Park. And you could kind of see in his demeanor for the remainder of the game that he was a lot looser. He was smiling with guys. He was one of the most animated upon Bay hitting that ball out. And I'm going to tell you one other thing. For anyone who doesn't know this, Bay has a a history in South Korea involving a domestic assault. Now, he served his penalty. He did what was required of him. And according to everybody involved, he's made amends. He's talked about it. He actually addresses it every single time it's brought up. He doesn't duck the situation. He doesn't say, hey, I've talked about it enough or anything like that. He'll just answer whatever it is that has to be answered on the subject. My own sense from being around him is that he's got a really cool borderline cocky personality to him. And I could see where somewhere between that and the bat flip last night, and yes, there are still people in baseball who are offended by the bat flip, that he's going to rub some people the wrong way. And in a lot of cases, such as the one I just mentioned, justifiably so. I'm here to tell you that even that, not the assault, I'm not being weird on you here, but even that whole confidence slash cockiness thing and having people not necessarily like him all that much in the baseball sense can be a positive. You don't want, trust me on this, and ask anybody who's succeeded in professional sports, which is what I've done, not succeeding, asking them, <laughs> ask them how big a difference it has on your general culture to have someone involved who, you know, just kind of gives you that edge. He's one of those. He's one of those. We can talk about that and the other thing in greater detail if you want. I don't avoid the subject myself either. When we come back, J1Q. 
This segment's brought to you by Family Table. Mom-inspired, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door. No prep, no mess, just reheat, which gives you more time for your family or hobbies or going to the gym or whatever. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. Use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon Thursday for Monday delivery. Family Table, bringing families back to the dinner table. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today's J1Q comes from Chris Hawthorne, who says, Plain and simple, I was there. This team brought me back after three years. There's a lot, Chris, of emotion that's similar to yours about this team in the very early going. And I'm going to remind everybody, for better or worse, that we're talking about 11 games here out of 162. The Pirates are 7-4. and four. Within that, they've had a couple of dramatic wins. Both of those dramatic wins, and I'm referring to the home opener as one of them. It wasn't a walk-off or anything, but the Pirates roaring back like that and coming up with 13 runs and and all that was, yeah, that that's dramatic. This was dramatic in a different way, though obviously not in front of anywhere near as big a crowd as the home opener. And all of that magnifies, okay, all of that. Uh, multiplies the, the the feeling that's involved. And that's good. Look, I'm not knocking that. Uh, I am a big, big, big believer in intangibles fueling performance as opposed to the other way around, okay? And I'm an equally big believer in that the public having a positive outlook on something, that does make it to field level. You're going to have to trust me on that. I talk to these guys almost every day and I hear it from them. They notice when they get cheered. They notice when there's something a little extra, like what Mitch Keller heard from the crowd at the home opener when the players were going out to the third baseline. He noticed it. Don't tell me that doesn't have an impact on his performance, how he pitched tonight, how he pitched in Cincinnati, how he pitched in Boston. The only thing I'd add to this, for those of you who are capable, not everyone is, of a rational, reasoned response to sports things, I would say to look more at general performance. 
whether it's good or bad. If you're looking for signs as to whether or not your team's got it or there is something special that's going on, look at the performance. Don't look at you know the the drama of this or that or whatever. Look at how's this team hitting? How is this team pitching? Not situationally, not clutchiness again. Just look at how well or how poorly they're doing in a specific facet. Are they catching the ball? Are they catching the ball as well as we think because they'll make the occasional great play? Or are they catching the ball consistently? And maybe we haven't even noticed how good they are defensively. Uh, in parentheses here for you, I haven't even like looked into that at all. I have the general impression that they've been okay defensively. But that's that's if you're looking for answers, you're looking for clues, if you're looking for something that'll either give you hope or kind of bring you back to earth a little bit, that's where to go. My own sense at the moment, and this is without any statistics because I purposely didn't look them up for this segment, is that everything's just kind of okay. It's balanced out. The the really good has been balanced out by some really bad. Think about the rotation. Okay. Keller's been wonderful. Oviedo's been a nice surprise, I think. But Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez have been train wrecks. Rowanzi Contreras had one really good start, but followed by one really miserable start. So where is it? You know, it feels to me like it's all just kind of okay. The hitting at times looks like it's productive, even powerful. And then there are other times, like we saw in the previous couple of games here this week, where there's just nothing. So time will tell, but if you're really looking for your Nostradamus quatrains or cards or whatever it is that that guy used, you're going to have to find it in the, the cold, hard data as opposed to the uh, the replay of the Korean broadcast. Oh, my God. If, if you have not heard this, go find it. I can't put it on here because of copyrights. Go find the Korean broadcast uh, of of Bay's home run last night. For that matter, go find it of Choi's home run, too. But Bay's is unbelievable. Let's do this again tomorrow, guys.